Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avasca Scales, at your disposal. Yet again, to another invigorating episode, ladies and gentlemen. Moreover, I'd like to humbly confess that the aforementioned topic pertaining to cannabis or marijuana has been a delicate or sore spot for me, past, present, and beyond. Case in point, my personal lifestyle is indeed unorthodox, yet has always and continues to be rooted in sobriety. In fact, many members of my circle classified me as a very cool, chic, square pig, given my lifelong decision to deny, decline, and forego indulging in alcohol and recreational substances. It's just the cup of tea I never acquired the taste for. Now, velocity, on the other hand, by virtue of amusement park rides, encompassing go-karts, extreme roller coasters, zip lining and rainforest canopies, and adventure excursions, or pura vida, as referenced by residents in Costa Rica, is what I've been most inclined and partial to amid the years. Although my personal lifestyle and protocol has been deliberately and intentionally void of alcohol, cannabis, marijuana, and other substances, I'm receptive to hearing the thoughts, words, wisdom, rationale, and expertise of my privileged, faithful, long-standing best friend joining us this evening. Most importantly, Whereas I've personally opted out of partaking in activities pertaining to cannabis and its respective industry, I acknowledge that others elect for the contrary, thereby subscribing to it. Nevertheless, I'm all ears, Duchess. You've captured my attention, respect, and the listeners and I are poised to genuinely hear your perspective on the topic at hand. To some, cannabis is a wild, natural constituent likened to herbal supplements, packaged, bottled, branded, and dispensed in retail venues globally. Meanwhile, others regarded as a controlled substance prohibited in some geographic domains and legalized and afforded in others. Lastly, the government has consented to granting medical provisions to patients to facilitate treatments for specific health conditions. In layman's terms, it's risque for some and a liberal matter for others. Master Entrepreneurs, a.k.a. the Dank Duchess, renders the 420 during our unplugged interview on all things cannabis. Indeed, FAQs, facts versus fallacies evoke heightened clarity yet again, ladies and gentlemen. So let's bear witness to debunked misconceptions regarding cannabis, often perceived as a controversial source of nature, yet beforehand, Here's a concise original prose poem I chiseled, aligned with a topic titled Herbal Refreshment, Empowered 
Flowers, dedicated to Duchess, healer, and long-standing best friend. Extracted herbal benevolence cascades through arterial vascular corridors, extinguishing chronic afflictions spoken into, into fruition through diagnoses crafted by practitioners in chief. Every ravenous sip, morsel, and inhale, negating the ailment, expelling minuscule predators, hijacking the prey, derived from the stable hands of the unconventional physician, bearing the countenance of an earthy Egyptian deity, imperial persona glazed by the western solstice, illuminating her untarnished, meticulously hydrating, cultivating, whispering motherly soliloquies to nurtured seeds sown for the deferred harvest of resilient, intricate, empowered flowers dispensed to revitalize, resuscitate, recalibrate the scales of the faltering. Now about the dank, the dank duchess, up close and personal, cannabis and hashish, now a staple in her life, had no place in her early life. In a stark turnaround, she presently combines her affinity for quality cannabis, fine living, and mind-blowing experiences to create the life she wants to live. From growing plants to making culinary creations, cannabis is infused into every aspect of her lifestyle. In 2014, she opted to leave South Beach, Florida to explore the burgeoning cannabis industry in California. Less than two months after her relocation, a fortuitous meeting with hashmaker, hashmaster, pardon me, Frenchie Cannoli led to an invitation to write about Ashish for Weed World magazine. Citing her need to truly understand the process, Frenchie poured his 40 years of experience into teaching her how to make powerful hashish to positively change people's lives. Since that private tutoring, she became a hash maker with her own modern stylized twist on old school traditions, thereby developing and branding her own line of fine pressed hashish, none other than Duchess Royal Resin. For Cannabis Now magazine, she's written articles about high-end hashish and participated in podcasts about hash. For Weed World magazine, she's penned 19 features about phenomenal hashish and the associated breeders, growers, and hash makers. Furthermore, she was honored to contribute to two of Ed Rosenthal's books, including editing the hashish chapters. For Greenflower Media, she filmed an educational hash special and appeared on season one of Viceland's Bong Appetit. She's also traveled internationally to learn more about global cannabis and most recently, judged the Monsters Cup in Barcelona during Spanibus. A cannabis grower for 13 years, her preference has recently turned to outdoor farming, relishing the sun on her face while tending to the green ladies. From these plants, she happily makes full melt hashish, daily morning smoothies, topical products such as balms, bath bombs, bath melts, and tasty desserts. Cannabis is essential to her existence, and she's found a means of integrating it intimately in her life. In her exact words, her motto is, my niche is hashish, and can cannabis flower fuels my power. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing... The Dank Duchess. Welcome to the Recalibrating the Scales radio show, Duchess. How are you and where are you this evening? 
I am feeling fantastic. I'm here in Oakland. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been a long time coming. The pleasure's all mine. I'm trying oh, to suppress it was, my excitement. <laughs> I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling the same way. So let's get past the pleasantries and let's jump into it. Tell me, right. what would you like to know? Well, you've always been a, an accomplished and gifted woman in my mind's eye, donning a multitude of hats. Yet what piqued your interest thereby leading you to the cannabis industry? And can you enlighten our listeners about you and your work and efforts? Sure. <clears throat> well, so um, before I moved out here to California in 2014, my husband and I had a massage company. And our massage company, Love Life Massage, uh, our motto was helping you love life, helping you feel great and love life. Because we both realized that um, we had some mental health compromises. My husband is, has depression and I had anxiety. And massage was key to helping us cope with life, you know. It is a healing modality, one of the earliest healing modalities. Um, and we did that for several years. We did that for seven years. And at the same time, I integrated cannabis into my um, daily life after being staunchly anti-cannabis uh, for a very long time. I went, you know, most people try out things in teenage years or college years. That's not what happened with me at all. And it wasn't until I was, you know, into my 20s that I, I tried it for the first time. A beautiful piece of glass really sparked my interest. Oh, look at that pun. <laughs> sparked my interest. And after I had my first draw of cannabis and saw the almost immediate opening of my mind and receptiveness, receptiveness to other perspectives, I felt like this was a substance that I needed to know more about. And I came to find that cannabis helped me deal with some of my mood concerns and issues. So when we had the option of moving to California or Seattle, it was because cannabis was doing such great in people's lives, and we felt like we needed to be a part of it. So we moved out here, and we really didn't know what how we would be involved in it. Um, truth be told, I was growing for quite a while in Florida, back when you could go to jail for a joint in Florida. And that's because once I had tried cannabis, I was not going to not have cannabis. Excuse me. I felt like it was cruel to my existence to take away something that allowed me to live life more thoroughly than I felt a lot of people were really understanding their life could be lived. Um, I don't drink alcohol for no moral reasons. I actually met my husband in bartending school. I don't drink because alcohol tastes bad to me. And I happen to have a clue that perhaps my my body won't even wouldn't even like alcohol, so that's not a vice that I have, and I don't consider cannabis to be a vice. I consider cannabis to be as essential to my life as taking vitamins. So um, we came over here, and we didn't know exactly what we were gonna do, and we tried like a lot of things. You know, I was making candies, some edibles. Um, I didn't know anything about hash, so coming into making hash was a real like I stumbled upon it. I really stumbled into it after asking Frenchy Cannoli if he would have coffee with me. And in having coffee with him and hearing his story, how he used to be a designer, and I also used to be a designer, we really connected, and he, liking my 
communication style asked me if I would write for Weed World magazine. At the time, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know how important he was to the industry. Um, and I took his tutelage a little bit begrudgingly, to be honest, because I really wanted to do something about media, and here this guy wanted me to learn how to make hash. Well, that changed my life. Making hash allowed me to appreciate cannabis um, in a totally different way and understand cannabis in a totally different way. You see, a lot of people think that when you smoke cannabis, you're smoking green green content or plant matter. But really, cannabis is a plant whose flowers are consumed for the purpose of uh, for medicinal application as well as adult use. But what gets you, what changes your body chemistry is what is on top of the cannabis. So it's not the cannabis, it's not the green itself, but rather all of these balls of resin, which are called trichomes, that cover cannabis. So if you ever heard Snoop Dogg talk about the sticky icky, or you ever touched cannabis yourself and realize it's sticky, that's the resin. And that resin is what, when creating hash, you're trying to harvest. So I didn't I really just didn't understand cannabis in that way. I understood cannabis as just like, you know, buds and trying to get the best buds, the biggest senses buds. And I came to realize that for different applications, you want different types of cannabis. And a lot of people don't know that cannabis is very varied, very, very varied. It's called weed, partially because it can grow anywhere. And the only place that you cannot find cannabis is Antarctica. It can be found in every single continent in you know a multitude of varieties and um cannabis has been used medicinally for 10,000 years and in 10,000 years nobody not one person ever ever has died ever it's impossible and the reason why it's functionally impossible to die is that you'd have to smoke something like 150 pounds of cannabis in 15 minutes in order to die since that can't happen, um, no one's dying. The worst that happens is you go to sleep, you have a wonderful, wonderful night's sleep, and you wake up in the morning. That's the biggest, the biggest thing. And unfortunately, we've had reefer madness, which started in the early uh, 20th century, and it was really racially motivated. You know, um, well, it was racially motivated and money motivated. Hearst, who was a big um, publisher had put a whole bunch of money into buying forest hemp, which is able to be able to be grown in one year. It has, it has longer threads than wood has. It makes for better paper, more varieties of paper, more varieties of products. Basically hemp was just a better idea and anybody can grow hemp. Well, let's demonize hemp. Let's say the Mexicans and those Negroes, are coming after white women are, you know, they're smoking that marijuana. And marijuana itself is a racist term. It's a term that was created simply to put fear in people's minds about that foreign-sounding substance. And that's why we call it cannabis. That's its Latin name, and we're moving away from marijuana because of the legacy that it brings. You know, I realize I'm just telling you, like, a lot of things. I'm sorry, Mia. Do you have no, a no. Because I'm literally green on this subject, as you well know. You know, unorthodox, yes, we've known each other for a very long time. But 
I'm hanging on to every word. I'm smudging every word. I'm getting a history lesson. So I'm green, no pun intended, but I'm green right now. So please continue. (laughs) Okay. So so you'll see that there was, you know, many people don't know that it used to be mandatory to grow hemp. We need hemp for so many things. Hemp for rope, hemp for war efforts, hemp for oil, hemp for materials, hemp for food, hemp for um, cattle food, but it was demonized, it was declared, you know, public enemy number one. In 1937, it was prohibited. Okay, fast forward to 1971, 72, too many people will come back from from, um, Vietnam on all types of drugs. But one of the things that was a big issue and let no one tell you any different, was the fact that cannabis allows you not to conform. That's it. The hippies love cannabis because cannabis makes you see things slightly differently. It does not allow you to just gobble up what is told to you in the news. It does not allow you to read anything and say, you know what, that's fact. It makes you question everything. And a questioning society is a non-controllable society. And that's another issue with cannabis, that, that's a big, big problem with cannabis. So when the war on drugs was was started in 71, 72, you saw all this disproportionate amount of uh, penalties happening to a lot of brown and black people, and that's still going on right now. And one of the issues that people are having with the cannabis industry is that, yes, we have a lot of freedoms, a lot of uh, places are becoming legal, we have some medical coming up in, a, in a, several states. In fact, the majority of the United States is either medical or legal at this point. However, black and brown people are still being arrested at multiple times the rates of whites, even though the usage is the same. And even in some places where the usage is higher on the white side. And so it's a, it's really hard pill to swallow when you're saying, oh, wow, we have this legal cannabis, which is such an opportunity for so many people, but yet so many Ray Rays and Chicos are sitting in jail cells. So that disparity really has to change. We're having real big problems with that. So any kind of legislation that's coming out that does not address people's um, felonious records being wiped having to do with cannabis is really unfair because then they're often not allowed to be in the pipeline of um, this burgeoning industry because they have that mark against their record. And it's like screwing them twice, screwing them for getting them in jail in the first place. And now that you can take care of your family and better your life, guess what? You don't get to play. So that's, you know, that's its own that's a, that could be a whole show on itself. <laughs> but back to cannabis itself. So, um, there's the war on drugs, and you know who really pushed back against the war on drugs? In, ni- in the 1990s, he had a guy named Dennis Perron. He recently passed. Rest in peace, Dennis Perron. Dennis was realizing that a lot of his friends were suffering just immeasurably due to the AIDS crisis. So we're talking about here in San Francisco, patients dying left and right, wasting away, and something can be done about it. Something can be done. And Dennis Perron with other people pushed for a history breaking um, a history breaking uh, matter which was prop two fifteen 
Prop 215 was made for the medical cannabis um, situation we have right now, and it was the very first medical cannabis, government-centered medical cannabis um, arrangement in the entire country. And Prop 15 lasted here in California all the way until December 31st of 2017, and now we have legalization. We still also have medical, but there are, you know, a lot of problems about these two things coexisting. A lot of cities have declined to have uh, recreational cannabis, so although we say, oh, it's legal in California, that's not really the case across the board. And, again, people are still getting arrested. So that, again, you know, that is more problems. But what did happen with having Prop uh, 215 is that more and more people came out of the green closet, so to speak, to declare that they were uh, growing cannabis, doing things having to do with cannabis, and the research and development that has happened since then has led to some profound changes, even up until day before yesterday. Um, I don't know if you saw that Boehner said that he changed his mind about cannabis, and he's pro-decriminalization because we need to do more research on cannabis in order to address this opioid crisis. And the thing is the farmers and the medical professionals who have been pro-cannabis have been touting this all this time, that, you know, we can address our other crises, our health crises, our dependence on pharmaceutical drugs, if we would open our minds to cannabis. And thankfully, times are changing, thankfully. It's not happening like in one fell swoop. And part of it is because there are these misconceptions about cannabis's efficacy being overinflated, which is not true. The information is out there. We here in the United States may not have a whole bunch of research and development in terms of scientific papers, but the rest of the world has been doing its research. Israel's been doing research for 50 years. Germany's been doing research for a very long time. So it's we who are behind the times, but that information is out there. You have just rendered a wealth of information, and <laughs> we may have to have a part two. Um, on the subject of opioids. Oh, my God. What are you doing? I know time is, is getting away from us. Um, I definitely <laughs> wanted you to, to, to make a reference to comparing this to Kava, for example. Uh, you've cited some advantages, far more advantages and disadvantages from what I'm learning, um, given us the terminology, scientific terminology, facts, statistics, and so forth. Um, but Kava, that being one point, and then transitioning on to 420. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, sure, well, ca- Kava, Kava, you mean Kava like the Kava bean? Yes. Oh, but I don't know very much about coffee. Just any reference to that, or or better yet, I'll just say I recall gazing at a cashier, like a deer in headlights oh. at a local specialty cookie establishment, mm-hmm. um, when I had been asked what 420 was. Not boasting, but I pride myself on being well-informed about a, ma- a magnitude of things, yet confess to my ignorance or naivete on the subject, which I had abruptly received a preliminary crash course April 20th during that <laughs> visit. You found upon 420 for those of us who are green. Um, I know I know we've only got about five minutes or so remaining, but I definitely wanted to get that in the edgewise. Oh, this is a really short story, actually. 420 is mm-hmm. something that does definitely mean cannabis. So for any parents out there 
You see your kids talking about 420, it's definitely about cannabis. And so there are a lot of myths surrounding it, but what seems to be the truest is that a group of friends in high school in the 70s in Point, Point Reyes, uh, California, used to meet every day at the same time behind their school to smoke weed. That was it at 420. So oh, that's why wow. at 420 is the time to smoke <laughs> weed at all times. So 420 is like a you know national pot holiday. I myself am going out to uh, D.C. for National Cannafest um, to participate in the policy summit and also to host the Bud and Bougie Day Party. So 420 is a big deal within the cannabis industry. A lot of marketing, you'll see a lot of marketing pushes toward the names 420 or anything about that because of that. So that's what okay. it is. It was just a time to get high. Thank you for clarifying that because I had no <laughs> clue. Okay. So lastly, I don't know if we've only got a few minutes remaining. I wish we had more time because okay. I'm really, really on, I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, <laughs> there have been groundbreaking innovations and breakthroughs in medicine, which you've alluded to, and beyond mm-hmm. pertaining to cannabis. Controversy, as we know, still ascends to the forefront. As a result, there's still discord politically and otherwise, and I'd alluded to, you'd alluded to as well, geographic domiciles who've legalized uh-huh. cannabis, whereas other, other domains who aggressively oppose cannabis due to its detrimental or allegedly detrimental effects from their scope. How can a he- healthy equilibrium be attained to yield a happy medium in your perspective? And just in brief. Okay, in brief, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. It's not true that there are two sides to every story because they're, they're not. Cannabis, um, I will tell you this, has no addictive, no physiological addictive effects. However, like anything, you can become psychologically addicted, addicted to any idea that, like, you know what, I'm having a problem. I have to fix it by only smoking weed. That in itself leads to not having any coping mechanisms. But the reason why cannabis is illegal has nothing to do at all with detriment to health. That is 100% flat untrue. It is untrue. Farm, Big pharma is definitely much more unhealthy for people because people take drug one to deal with this issue, and they take drug two to deal with the side effect of drug one. Then they take drug three because, you know what, they have depression from all that. And then they take drug four because they don't eat. Cannabis eliminates a whole bunch of that, and therefore we haven't figured out how to monetize it completely, and that's why cannabis is illegal. It's not because it's killing anybody. It's not because it's unhealthy to anybody. In fact, it's been shown if you're a cigarette smoker and you also smoke cannabis, your lungs are going to be healthier. Cannabis is great for diabetes, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, seizures, AIDS, multiple sclerosis. I mean, there are a wide variety of applications with cannabis. And the only reason why we haven't figured out how to make it completely, let, let, me just, let me just throw this right here. You can end it right here. Mia, the United States government owns a patent on cannabinoids and their medical mm. efficacy. That should tell you everything. The U.S. government had that patent for a long time. They're waiting wow. to make money on it. This has been mind-blowing, and I know I'm going to have to wind down the episode, but I definitely want to resume this conversation offline, oh, so please oh, stand oh. oh, beforehand, if you could please shout out to our listeners as to how they can contact and follow you. Sure. I am open to 
answer any kind of questions about cannabis or any other thing, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, my name is The Dank Duchess. That's D-U-C-H-E-S-S. And my website is www.thedankduchess.com. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, plainly stated. Sheila, um, stand, please stand by. I, I definitely will resume, will resume this conversation because there's more that this inquiring mind wants to know. Of course. It's been my pleasure, Mia. And it's been mutually a pleasure in exchange. I'd like to render the utmost highest accolades to our special guest, the Dank Duchess, for carving out the time and energy to enlighten us tonight. This has been a groundbreaking episode, and her keen transparency, impeccable authenticity, and wisdom warrants due applause second to none. Moreover, I commend my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, coupled with all of my magnifying listeners worldwide. I humbly implore your continued listenership and beckon prospective sponsorship via Patreon.com and other mediums. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off. Mm-hmm.